Hey, it's Eric G. Around the House is sponsored by Baldwin Hardware. For 75 years, Baldwin Hardware has been known for its first-class quality and craftsmanship in door and cabinetry hardware. As an alumnus of the Baldwin Hardware Design Council, I can say I have seen the details and quality from design to the finished product. If you're looking for a new style and old-world craftsmanship, I can tell you there is only one Baldwin Hardware. Check out what would look great in your home at baldwinhardware.com. It's Around the House. In today's episode, we talk about what's hot and what's not for 2024. What are the hottest things going for your home and what are, well, 1990 or 2000s? We're going to talk about everything from paint colors to flooring to construction methods. That and so much more today. All about what's hot for 2024. So if you're thinking about starting a new project, doing a kitchen or bathroom remodel, or just painting your house, we're going to talk today about what's hot and what's not coming up in this hour of Around the House Show. Now, let's get to the program. we got a lot to talk about. When it comes to remodeling and renovating your home, there is a lot to know, but we've got you covered. This is Around the House. Welcome to the Around the House Show. This is where we help you get the most out of your home through information and education. Thanks for joining me today. We got a fun show ahead because we're going to be talking about what is hot and what is not for 2024 and what we see coming on this next year. First, though, if you want to find out more about Around the House, thanks for tuning in. You can find us over at AroundTheHouseOnline.com. Make sure you head over there and you can find everything from the videos to the podcast, to the radio show, to all the other information we have over there in one big place. And it uh, doesn't take uh, long for you to figure out where the uh, playlist is on YouTube for Around the House Northwest, which is our weekly television show where we do an hour of television each week, 52 weeks a year, all for you to uh, maybe learn or inspire yourself to get something going on a project. Well, today we're going to be talking about what's hot and what is not. And the first thing I wanted to talk to you about today was paint because paint colors have changed. What is hot, what is not? And that is a big one. You know, still when we're looking at paint colors, you know, as far as sheen goes, a flat or even maybe an eggshell is about as much you're going to see on sheens these days. You know, you'll get a little bit in there depending on what you're doing, but any of those like semi-gloss and that stuff, way out. That stuff is gone. And so that is that is out, but those flatter tones are in. Now, color is huge out there, so we're going to say it's really simple, actually. We're going to say the grays are out this year. They've been out for a couple years, but they've really gone a different direction. So if you start looking at the 2024 colors of the year, this is the time that they start releasing the colors for next year. And every paint manufacturer has one out there. So if you look at Benjamin Moore, which is another big brand out there, their color of the year is Blue Nova. And Blue Nova is kind of a blue-violet color uh, that they say encourages adventure... uh, you know, beckoning everyone to indulge in new experiences. Yeah, it's just colors, so that doesn't really mean much. But really, it is really interesting. They worked with uh, aerospace company Blue Origin to announce the color and, uh, you know, trying to inspire future generations for STEM education and space industry stuff, which is cool. But it is a beautiful blue, so I do like the color. 
and uh, it is definitely one that uh, you could do a lot of, and it really has a good look to it. And you know, there's these pastels are kind of in right now, and so that's a big one. Now, Bear, their color here is cracked pepper, which is very similar to the house color that I painted my house a few years ago with Miller paint. But this is a soft black, which is a really elevated, timeless soft black. And um, it's just really cool that you could put this with almost any design style. Uh, you can do a lot with that. So cracked pepper is just exactly what you think it would be in that it's just that flat, bold, you know, charcoal black color. So it is really beautiful and a wonderful color tone to play around inside or outside your house. Now, Sherwin-Williams, they've got their color year, which is upward which is a really kind of seaside, relaxed blue color. And so um, I'm not going to get into all the little things that they say in their marketing press release on it, but they're just really taking a really lighter and brighter, light, light blue color to really create this kind of warm and relaxing space. So it's got a little bit of a gray undertone to it. So it's really that coastal chic style. Um, I think it's a really great color for a kitchen or a bathroom and, uh, you know, even in a bedroom and accent wall, it's really got that kind of beach look. It really goes well with whites and grays and it's a really cool color there. Now Glidden came out a different direction with their color of the year for 2024. And that is limitless. Now limitless is, um, you know, and Glidden's made by PPG. So Glidden's uh, Limitless is kind of a honey beige color, right? It's not really yellow, but it's just kind of got this honey slash beige, you know, so it's a really browner versus a yellow, but it's really got that kind of yellow khaki color to it. And so um, it's a really cool look. And so it's a nice, bright, warm you know, color you can use kind of anywhere and everywhere, whether you're painting a kitchen cabinet or bathroom vanity or accent walls or just an entirely warm room. Um, you really can do that um, anywhere, including your ceiling. It's a really great color. So C2, uh, their paints 2024 color of the year is called Thermal, which is really kind of a, a soft blue spring sky color um you know it's just a pale with a little bit of blue punch to it you know what i mean just a little bit um it's a really cool color so um you can take a look at that uh but c2 thermal is their color and it's just a crisp bold blue it just looks like that sky up there and then Valspar came out with their color of the year as well, which is Renew Blue. You're starting to see a theme here. These kind of pastel-y, more sophisticated than your 50s, you know, surfer turquoise. But um, these are just um, real. That, the Renew Blue is a, is a cool, just cool as an I like it color. And so it's just a really nice, bright, balanced blue. Um, kind of like a grade C green if I was going to try to paint that color in your head. Um, it is really cool and it's just going to be a really classic color. So Renew Blue is that one there. And then of course there's HGTV Home by Sherwin-Williams. Uh, Persimmon is theirs and um, this is a bright color. 
So they went bold on this one. So it is, um, their quote is, uh, persimmon balances the energy of a tangerine with a grounded neutral undertone. So this is a living room kitchen kind of color. It is bold. It's almost getting into that salmon color. But uh, it's definitely in that terracotta kind of shade colors. But it is bright. It is bold. And there's a lot to it. Now, the next one here, a Dutch boy, which to me in my area, I don't see a lot of Dutch boy paints. So that might be something in your area. So I want to make sure and cover it here. Uh, they have one called Ironside, which is a really gray, brown, green color, which is really cool. Um, it is definitely a warm, comfortable, natural color. Um, almost an army green, but more sophisticated than that. So it's a browner army green uh, is how I would do it as far as, a, you know, a, an explanation of the color. And the, they're trying to create, their quote was creating a space for wellness is a driving factor in everyday life, which has nothing to do with paint colors to me. And then uh, Minwax even has a color of the year, uh, Bay Blue which is really cool. And uh, that is a nice color. It is very bright. Uh, and that is the ones you're looking at there. When we come back, we'll talk about Miller paints here as well. And really the reason why I'm bringing these up is I want to see if I can have you just experience all these new colors because the 22 different tones of gray are over. And now you're starting to see so many other color things that are in surfaces that I want to talk about, including sinks and toilets and things like that. So we come back, we'll talk more about that, about color inspiration, and then we're going to get into our deeper discussion of what's hot and what's not. But I thought we'd start out with color today. Around the house, we'll be right back after these important messages. Don't go anywhere. around the house show this is where we help get the most out of your home through information and education thanks for joining me today we've been talking about what's hot and what's not coming up into 2024 looking ahead what are the design trends what is coming in style what is going out of style and we've been talking about paint colors the first thing right now and the last one i wanted to talk about here is you know in color trends we were just talking about all the different you know, official paint of the year from the different brands. And the last one here is a Northwest tradition here. Miller Paint in my area has been around since 1890. So there's somebody that's a regional paint company and not one of the national ones you see in like a home improvement store or national chain, but they have their color trends, which is interesting. So Mushroom is their uh, color of the year, but they also came out with their color trends for 2024. And so um, they've come out with this, collection of colors which are really you know kind of earthy hues like um, greens and brown uh, stuff you'd see kind of like on a you know reminiscent of forest floor and then they've got some other stuff that's uh, like fresh water is another one that looks like a, a really blue fresh water they've got bronzite which is a a, a, a bright yellow 
And then they have one that is kind of a taupey brown that's called chocolate opal. So anyway, they've got all these different colors that are kind of around in that same family for using around your house. So there's some really cool, you know, like the bronzite is a greenish gold uh, that just has a, a just a nice natural glow to it. And um, boy, the, the fresh water is the same kind of thing, just a really clear blue green that is nice as well. And so there's a lot of cool things you can do with these colors and they're just absolutely beautiful. The brown rafter is a chalky brown that looks really cool too. So uh, again, these are all different colors that are coming in on the color of the year. So really when you start to see stuff with these color of the years, is those really what drive color? And what I mean by that is you'll see these colors come out and then all of a sudden you'll see the, the new products come out at the stores of you know, Bed Bath & Beyond type of stuff. But now, you know, with those guys gone, you would see now uh, Target and those kind of things where those colors really influence what you see for the next year's products. And so when you walk into, you know, those housewares place, you're going to see those different colors, which is kind of fascinating. But uh, anyway, there's really good stuff going along here. And, you know, when it comes to paint too, when it comes to kitchens, you're seeing um, more wood grain now than you used to. Uh, painted has been popular for 15 plus years. And now you're starting to get back into the lighter woods again. And so those are really starting to come back into that. So something to think about, you know, um, where, you know, those painted wood cabinets are, are definitely not as hot as they were, you know, 10 years ago. And those no more kind of European wood tones, they are just really hot right now. So next up, let's talk about flooring. What's hot and what's not, you know, uh, for the last, geez, seven or eight years luxury vinyl plank has been super hot and i think that is going its way out the door and i think there's a couple reasons why one is there's better materials that are starting to come out but two we're starting to see that they a lot of them aren't holding up like they thought they would i mean i've got a a, a name brand product in my house and um i like these people they're great people but the uh it's just not holding up it has started to separate with higher traffic the uh bullnose on the stair treads I'm on my second set. I've already warrantied one set uh, with me, uh, you know, us and the dogs running around and just traffic up and down the stairs. Um, it's not held up. And so you're seeing um, luxury vinyl planks kind of going to the wayside. You're going to see more of the engineered hardwoods now. You're going to see that where they're using some great veneers. You're going to see a lot of different, you know, hardwood, three quarter inch raw hard, you know, regular hardwood floors. Those are really coming back. But uh, I tell you what, the uh, luxury vinyl plank is on its way out, kind of like what we saw with, no offense, Pergo, but the Pergo came out and that was hot for a while. And then everybody got away from the laminate and went to the luxury vinyl. And now you're going to see, uh, I think the next step is going to be going into the engineered hardwoods so you can still get the quick install, but just a higher grade, better quality engineered hardwood. So you'll still have that where you can click it together. It's just those plastics, I think, are really going to be out. and You're going to see less and less of that. I think the natural products coming in are going to be the next latest trend. Now, what's really hot, and it's a new material coming out now, and it's been available for a number of years, but it's really starting to take off, is the large format tile. So it used to be that a 12 by 24 tile was your large tile, and now that's your small tile. You're starting to see 48 by 48 inch tiles. You're seeing 72 by 48 large format sheets and these larger format tiles are so cool and with today's smart stuff you know smart products that you get out there with the 
the grouts that you don't have to seal or, or clean that don't get bashed in that way. And by reducing those grout lines, you're making it easier to maintain. And you're telling a bigger story by these big pieces. And unless you're in some place uh, like a tropics or something like that, one of the other things that are really hot underneath all these large format tiles is really using um, heated tile floors in those spaces because just taking that and making that into a place that uh, gives you that soft warmness is so, so huge. So that's another thing outside of the uh, the tiles is heated flooring is hot, not doing a heated tile system in there is is uh, something that you're seeing less and less. I'm even seeing some people put it on their countertops and stuff so they have a warm countertop to work on in cold climate. So you're seeing a lot of different things happening with that. And the other thing that's really going away is you're seeing less and less of the real stone on floors and much more of the porcelain that has that uh, high definition print on it. You know, some of these new wood floors that you're seeing out there that are tile, that are stamped from tile, uh, you know, stamp from wood to be in the tile. When you look at it and walk on it, you can't tell that you're not walking on a hardwood floor. You're looking for the grout lines. But I tell you what, the stuff is absolutely amazing. And so um, be very careful what you see out there. Now, there are a lot of different places to get tile out there. And you just need to know what you're looking for. There are a lot of budget places. And one of the tricks and tips that I just want to give you real quick when you're buying tile is be careful of the cheap, cheap stuff. Because when you're looking at tile, it gets interesting. Some of the lower quality stuff, you end up having stuff that has very inconsistent size, thicknesses, and some warpage to it. Whereas they got fired, you see things kind of twist and warp, which makes much harder to have a flat and level floor. So make sure you're getting a higher quality tile and that you're measuring it. When you're taking a look at it and you're going through it, make sure that it's all really square and even sized because... Some of these things um, are cranked out at the factory, but they're cranked out so quickly that you have very irregular shapes, which as somebody who is a novice tile setter, it makes your job considerably harder. So make sure you get better quality tile. It does make a difference and it does give you much more of a finished look because you don't have those in, you know, that inconsistent sizing and you'll have a corner that's warped up or whatever. So really check those tiles, sort them. And if you're getting them in a cheap place, get a little extra so you can go through and uh, really gauge and see what size they are so that you've got the right ones for the right job. And there'll be ones that you're going to look at and go, wow, that's a little bit off and it's going to make for uneven corners and things like that. When we come back, I got more tips for you for what's hot and what's not just as soon as Around the House returns. Around the House Show. This is where we help you get the most out of your home through information and education. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, if you're not a member of the Around the House Insider, head over there and join. It's four bucks a month. You get uh, all of our back catalog. 
that we've got out there, as well as a uh, inside look at who I am. I sat down with Jeff Tracy, the cowboy cook, and he interviews me of how I got to be doing home improvement and all the uh, crazy stories and stuff that happened all the way along. And of course, I don't tell every story, so there'll be more for another episode. But we really jump into that history and uh, some wild stories to be had there. So that's not part of the regular radio show and podcast. That's part of those exclusive episodes over there. We've been talking about uh, 2024 design tips, what's hot and what's not. And so we're just talking about, you know, flooring and stuff and and how um, really real stone floors are not as hot as they used to be. And now the the large format porcelain slab for floors are really hot and that's where it's going for many people and i wanted to get into construction methods here and since we're talking tile let's talk a little bit about this you know uh the alternative old school ways of doing shower systems are not hot anymore so uh you know the people in california they're doing the hot mop shower pans those are out especially doing the uh just the uh, drywall and then putting a waterproof coating on it and uh, tile over the top of that in a shower. All those kind of old and uh, outdated ways of doing things are out right now. And using the newer systems out there that are waterproof, that come with guarantees from a factory are definitely in. So your your Wheaties, the Schluters, the Ardexes, all those different systems out there that you put in your shower system, those are super hot out there. And uh, you're seeing a lot of people changing over to using those because one, That tile setter that's doing the job, if he knows what he's doing, he's still on his warranty where, you know, if you're dealing with a manufacturer and you're certified and trained, they're going to give you a leak-proof warranty on it from the manufacturer's side. And so you've got a partner with your system versus you being stuck going, wow, I must have had a nick or a hole in that membrane or that tar guy didn't put enough tar down or, or didn't catch the corner right or whatever. And so those are some of the real issues that you're seeing in construction with showers. So be really careful out there. And if somebody's not waterproofing that shower before they put stuff in or using a waterproof system, that's going to be a problem and you're going to be doing it again. Now, here's the next one, which is interesting. You're starting to see this more and more. Building code is out as a standard. You are seeing so many builders now that have decided to really go the extra mile and go well beyond building code. You know, you have to think of building code as the absolute minimum that you should do to get it where the government signs off on this place is safe or it's well constructed. And so many people now are really starting to take in high performance homes. They're talking about uh, putting in higher performance building materials instead of just doing a tar paper, they're doing a house wrap. You're starting to see a lot more in building science. Now, this is stuff that you see just exceeding building code across the marketplace. And you're starting to see it kind of everywhere. You're starting to see really uh, building code, of course, jumping in and saying, hey, you need to have a energy recovery ventilator in this house. That's required. But you're also seeing guys going out and really doing things above and beyond. And so what you're starting to see is people building exterior walls with two by sixes or two by eights with offset studs that are on 24 inch off centers. And um, you're making this thicker wall, but the, there's no, you know, you think about it, a two by four stud in a wall is a place that there's no insulation. And so the wood is now conducting energy through that space. So what you're seeing now is people going in and building homes where they've got a stud, like a two by four stud and they're offset. So you could have insulation in between those areas. So you don't have any kind of a piece of wood that goes around except in the corners there. 
where you have a piece of wood that's really um, blocking or allowing energy to go through in between that. Because if you take a thermal imaging scanner, for instance, you can see where every stud is because that is letting more, you know, it doesn't have insulation there. You just have the wood. And so you get a lot more heat or cooling transfer through that. So that's really where the big part is of this is that when people build those offset walls on the studs, you've got a piece of insulation that's going through everything. So um, you have a much more efficient house. And so you're starting to see people using engineered studs, building 24 on center and trying to figure out ways to get less studs in a wall, all while making a strong engineered house, but having more insulation um, and even taking some insulation board and putting it on the outside of the house before the siding, depending on your climate zone and what you've got going, you're starting to really see these new levels of smart building where you're creating much more energy efficient homes. And that ends up being pretty good when you can do that and you can get that dialed in like that. That ends up being something that's very efficient. And now in, in all markets, I'm not sure out there, there's a lot of people out there that are putting in three and four pane windows where you've got all those different panes for energy efficiency. And I'm seeing some of those out there, but um, they don't really pay for themselves in my marketplace, but uh, places where it's super hot, places where it's super cold, we have more of a temperate climate here, so it just doesn't pay off as much after most people don't even go into triple pane glass out here just because it's not cost effective. But there is ways it will save you, but you're not going to, it's hard to get that money back from the extra expense of going to that triple pane. And so usually the homes that you see triple pane around here are the ones that have had a good window salesperson or somebody that was really trying to make a energy efficient home for you. All right, the next material that I'm seeing that is on the out is vinyl siding. That is something that you're seeing less and less and less of. You know, it's not been a hot market out here for us on the West Coast in many places, but, uh, you know, there are certain places in the country that it works really well, but uh, I think any of these plastics now are starting to really kind of get looked at from a different light, especially when they've been, you know, when they came out in the, in the 70s, 80s, whenever that stuff came out, um, it was seen as a lifetime warranty fix-all, and we've come to see that, that that's not really the case, that after, you know, a decade or so, these, these materials start to get brittle, they start to not last as long, they start to discolor, they start to chalk, and then um, once you've put that up, you're really stuck because painting vinyl siding doesn't really usually work very well. I've seen a few people pull it off, but it's so hard to do because vinyl expands and contracts, and um, the plastic was made, you know, for instance, if you take a, uh, a cream-colored vinyl siding and you paint it a dark brown, many times they did not put the right weather-resistant plastic materials because they knew it was going to be white, so it doesn't have all the stuff that when the sun hits it, I've seen that stuff just turn to jello after people have painted it because... It was not designed to be able to have that kind of heat on it from the surface temperatures. And so some people go through and buy some really good paint. And, you know, Sherwin-Williams makes a paint for painting vinyl siding. And the two problems you have is, one, that if you go darker, it's, it can melt in the sunlight on direct sun. And then, two, with it expanding and contracting, that you've got areas there in the wintertime or the summertime, depending on when you painted it, that you'll see little shadow lines because the paint is now either exposed or hidden depending on what time of year it is. And so when you paint it on a cool day, when it gets hot, things are expanding and contracting, you can have some problems. So, 
between that and trying to get in and paint around where the J channel is around corners or things like that, it's pretty tough. I always recommend not painting vinyl siding and going around and, and just replacing it with a different product. Um, nothing against you vinyl siding people out there, but I tell you what, uh, the popular materials out there are some of the new cladding that you're seeing out there where you're using the deck materials or some of the composites out there that are made to look like real wood and then either have a composite or a rubber coating on them to make them much more durable than thin pieces of vinyl plastic. So that's really what you're seeing now is that uh, some of these materials that have been around for 30 plus years, 40 plus years are now becoming where people are kind of tired of seeing them and uh, those are kind of going on the out. So I would still rather see somebody put down a, a um, you know, a uh, hardy backer or something like that siding instead of doing vinyl. I think it's just uh, if you have hail or if you have kids playing around or if you're by a golf course, these things all damage that stuff and will punch holes in it. So those are things to consider. But I say vinyl siding's out. We have more of what's hot and what's not just as soon as Around the House returns. To the Round the House show, we've been talking here about all the different things that are hot and what's not for 2024 coming up. And let's talk about some of the things that you're seeing that are really popular and things that are not as popular when it comes to metals. Now I'm talking faucets, cabin hardware, doors, door handles, all those different things, the places that you use metal traditionally. What's hot are some of these new finishes like the um, Baldwin Hardware has a new graphite nickel finish which is really cool. It's a timeless look and it is a beautiful color, but I, I, I'll be honest guys, and this is something that's hard to say for a lot of people, but the polished brass in the satin nickel are definitely well beyond their prime right now. Now, some of the uh, brushed browns, brushed brass, satin brass, those are still hot, but the satin nickel yeah, that, that time has run. That is the new, uh, kind of the new gold of the 1990s before that went. You're still seeing the uh, satin black, um, oil rub bronze, same kind of thing. That's definitely out. So I'm going to put the satin nickel in the oil rub bronze on the out category. And I'm going to put in the graphite nickel and the satin brass and uh, the satin black are hot ones right now. And then you're seeing two-tones, a lot of two-tones where you see a faucet where the base is one color and the top is another. Or the same thing with cabin hardware, we have two different metal finishes within that. So those are really within the what's hot and what's not. And so, you know, it's a little bit different if you have a classic home and it's all original, that's one thing. But uh, for new builders right now, what you're seeing is that satin nickel looks like it's 20 years old, just as the... Uh, Polished brass looks like somebody from the 1990s wants their stuff back. So think about those colors, what those do for you. And the other thing you're seeing too is you're seeing a lot more um, square, finely done finishes. So you're seeing um, much more machined edges. You're seeing um, really nice, sharp edges on things where they've really been planned out. 
Um, and so you're really kind of looking for those kind of uh, details when you're looking at stuff. Nice square edges, nice machine finishes, things that really look high end, even when they're not. That's some of the hot things that you're seeing right now. Now, other things that are hot and what's not, you're seeing downdraft ranges have been out for decades and really good kitchen ventilation that vents outside of the house that you can throw a steak on that griddle and uh, on that range or cooktop or whatever you have and to be able to vent that out correctly. That is another really, really important one that you're seeing out there is in building construction is ventilation is king. The nice bathroom fan, the 120 plus CFM fan in the bathroom, in the laundry room, um, you're seeing in the garage, you're seeing if it's a it's attached garage with, uh, with parking that's insulated, you're seeing ventilation systems in there because what can happen of getting moisture in there, you're really seeing these things become a lot more smart as far as having bath fans that work correctly and makeup air and things like that. So those are things that are really hot out there is making sure that in the downdraft ranges and really even the 30 inch ranges, unless you've got a condo or something small, those ranges are kind of out. You're very much seeing um, more professional style cooktops. You're seeing griddles, you're seeing steam ovens, you're seeing all these different things going into the kitchen. And these are all things that are super hot right now. And it's something to really take a look at within the kitchen. The speed ovens, the air fryers, all of those things are really starting to become, you know, refrigerators that have two different kinds of ice where you've got regular ice and a craft ice or the, or even some of that uh, little tiny shaved ice type stuff that you're seeing coming out of that, uh, the, the little tiny pieces of ice. There's lots of different things that are happening. But just like smart home stuff, you're really starting to see with smart home stuff of what's in and what's out. What's out is really one company that has an app that runs all their appliances. What's in is the interoperability between those appliances. So you're starting to see like, um, you know, two different companies to be able to control through one app. And you're seeing that interoperability where the companies are sharing their technology so that if a television has a a sensor to see how hot it is that the heating and cooling system can say, hey, that's the living room TV and we know that it's too warm in there. So let's go ahead and turn on that uh, HVAC to make sure that we get the fan moving around to move air around because we have a place that's a lot hotter than other places. So you're starting to see this interoperability, which is really big. And these are things that are starting to happen that you can really start to see that coming out in the next year or two, you're going to see competing brands to be able to use you know, if you buy two different brands of something in your house, two different brands of appliances, or you've got a heating and cooling system that's different than your fans, you're going to start seeing these things all talk to each other. And so that's the latest trend. So keep an eye on on what smart things you're buying and what platform they are, they're on. So if they're able to use like Z-Wave or if they're all smart things compatible or whatever, pay attention to what you're buying out there because that is going to be the next thing that you're going to see that is the next latest trend that we're going to see that's going to blow up. And that's going to be how everything starts to work together. Instead of having 22 apps on your phone, you'll have one that controls everything. So pay real good attention to interoperability between things because that is the latest and greatest that's coming out. And that's going to really make a huge difference in what you see out there and how things work together. You know, and the latest thing that I'm seeing right now, and it's of course, due to the economy and, and what we've seen, you know, over the last 20 years, we've had a lot of people sitting there really taking four or five years in a house and then selling it, taking the profits, getting a bigger house 
and stair-stepping their way up into nicer homes and more expensive homes and and really playing off that investment. And uh, I think right now for the next year or two, we're going to see that trend not happening because a lot of people out there that had three and four percent interest rates are looking at eight, nine percent interest rates and going, I can't afford to buy my house even now under those interest rates, let alone what it is. So I think for the next few years, as we wait for uh, administration changes and we wait for people to take this inflation more seriously and lower those interest rates, which means we almost have to go into a recession because, uh, you know, this isn't a show about politics, but we have to get the inflation under control. And by doing that, we really need to get government spending out of control. And there is nobody interested in doing that out there right now. So uh, we're not going to see that change anytime soon. So these these higher interest rates, I think, are around for, for 12 to 36 months. Um, I don't think those are going to change anytime soon unless we have a recession come in and we see uh, people losing more jobs. We seeing the economy slowing and then uh, then naturally they will be dropping those interest rates again. So we almost have to go through some through some pain here economically to see that come back down again, because those interest rates are put there to kind of cool the economy. And so um, until we see that happening, uh, I think the uh, American trend of buying that next home and upgrading and selling and cashing in on that uh, is going to be on a pause for most people. Because I know right now that uh, most people can't afford to put an extra thousand or twelve hundred bucks on the price of their current home just because of the difference in the interest rates out there. So um, we're seeing that kind of come into a big pause, which unfortunately means that you're going to see a lot of new construction do the same thing for people. And um, it's really going to hurt affordable housing. Now, you are going to see now, uh, you know, of course, states that you're seeing, you know, you're seeing a lot of West Coast states losing people to other states because they want to live in in either safer areas, more affordable areas, or whatever it is, are going to better schools. But really what you're starting to see now is um, there will be regionally places that you're going to see, I think, you know, Texas, there's a lot of people moving from California to Texas. You're seeing people move to Florida. I think those states that are that are out there that are managing things well are going to see a great influx of people. And you're going to see population on the West Coast and Washington, you know, in Seattle and Portland and in L.A. and San Francisco. I think you're still going to consider you're going to see that mass exodus of people out there because the only way people are going to be able to really um get into affordable housing is you're going to see people now moving into areas where they can telecommute. So you're going to see people going into South Dakota, North Dakota, Iowa, other places where it is more affordable to buy a home. And I think you're going to start seeing those places take off because that's where people are going to afford to raise a family. So you're going to see a little bit more of that. So trend-wise, I think we're going to see house sales be down for a number, you know, a year or two here at least until that starts to could be more. We're going to see that happening, and then you're going to see people going in and buying lesser expensive homes. Instead of going to buy a $800,000 home in California, you're going to see people with a higher interest rate buy a $300,000 home in North Dakota and enjoy that and have something that's going to be more affordable for them. So you're going to start to see that happening, I think. We're seeing it now. I think it's going to happen more so in the next couple of years, but we'll see what happens, how the population levels out, leaves some areas and goes into other areas that are more affordable 
and friendlier to raise a family. All right, everybody, that's my hot and what's not for 2024 coming up looking into next year. Don't go away. We'll be back with another hour of Around the House coming up next. Hey, it's Eric G from Around the House. Are you planning a decking or siding project this year? If you are, you've got to check out my friends at Millboard. Millboard is a completely different kind of composite decking and cladding that enhances outdoor spaces with enduring distinction. Hand molded from the finest oak, it realistically mimics the natural grain and color of premium hardwood. If you're looking for something that doesn't look like plastic and instead real wood, check out millboard.com. Make sure and check out that interview we did just a few weeks back. That's millboard.com.